I'm Bill Ingram, and this is Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. On today's show, we'll go back over 100 years to the turn of the century in 1900 in Houston. We'll learn about Houston's Natsua Festival. We'll find out about how to pray in God's will, and we'll learn that the 12th man at the Yankees football games started out as a player that never played a single down. That's all coming up on today's Welcome to Texas. Hope On Demand is a brand new mobile app where you can see videos, listen to podcasts, read blogs, and articles to help you grow in your faith. Download the mobile app now on iOS and Android. Just search for Hope On Demand. Texas A&M University is rich in tradition. Now, I used to work at WTAW Radio in College Station, which was initially owned by Texas A&M. The call letters actually stands for Watch the Aggies Win. And there are many traditions at A&M. I have some good friends who went there, and they used to tease that if anybody does anything once, it's a tradition at Texas (laughs) A&M. The 12th man, for example. Okay, in 1922... The Aggies were playing top-ranked and heavily favored center college in football. The Aggies had a lot of injuries, and the coach asked a squad player, E. King Gill, to suit up and get ready to play. Gill stood on the sidelines the entire game, all suited up, but he never played it down. But because of all the injuries, he was the only player left standing on the sidelines when the Aggies pulled off one of the biggest upsets in college football history, winning the game 22-14. to Because of Gill's willingness to stand on the sidelines the entire game in support of his team, it became tradition for almost a century now for the Texas A&M student section to stand for the entire game during football season as a symbol of the 12th man on the team. Giga Maggies. Hope on Demand has a brand new podcast called The Art of Friendship. It's hosted by my friend and author, Kim Weir. It's all about creating and keeping relationships that matter. Look for it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for The Art of Friendship. So how do we know when we're praying in God's will? I mean, it's one thing to pray for what we want, but what we want is not necessarily God's will. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Praying and giving thanks is God's will. We need wisdom to follow God's will in prayer, and he gives us that. It's in James chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Here are some other things that you can safely pray that are in God's will. You can pray for mercy and forgiveness for your sins. That's in Psalm 51, verses 1 and 2. Pray for those who minister the word. That's in Colossians 4, verse 3, 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 1, and in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18 and 19. Also, pray for those who are in authority in government. That's in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. 
Pray for the healing of others. That's in James 5.16. And here is a tough one. Pray for those who persecute you. That's in Matthew 5.44. There are other examples that are clearly expressed in the Bible. And for those, well, I recommend you read it. Hope on Demand has a podcast called Anything But Quiet Time. It's hosted by my good friends, Rochelle and Carter. Each week, they have fun and insightful conversation about what they're learning in their quiet time. You can download it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for anything but quiet time. At the turn of the century, and I'm talking last century here, 1899 to 1900, Houston was still trying to find its way into becoming a major city. They just didn't know what to do. New Orleans had major success with Mardi Gras. So with that in mind, officials in Houston created the Natsua Festival. Natsua, it is Houston spelled backwards. (laughs) It was a fall festival that included parades, balls, college football games, a carnival midway. Downtown buildings were decked out with this new technology called electric lights. Ooh. People wore outrageous costumes while driving their horse and buggies. And you have to remember that motorized vehicles were still a brand new thing back then. So people would decorate their cars, those that had them. They would decorate the entire vehicle with flowers. I mean, cover the entire car and wheels and everything with flowers. This celebration was held for almost 20 years. Today, the Houston Heritage Society remembers the Natsua celebration in the spring of each year with a big gala. The city of Houston has come a long way since the year of 1900. There were just under 4,500 people that lived here then. Now Houston is spread out to 600 square miles, and almost 7 million people take in the entire metro population. Unbelievable. Well, that's the whole kit and caboodle on today's show. Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. I certainly hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll join me again for Welcome to Texas.